Hello everybody and welcome to the Chats with Lisa podcast. In this space, I will be conversing with different humans on topics that inspire me. We each have a unique essence we bring to the world and my hope is that my guests' stories will bring you encouragement, validation and inspiration on your journey as they share theirs. And of course, I will be infusing human design into the conversation too. Enjoy! Hello, Tracy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast space. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's lovely having you here. I, I've been very excited about this chat. And as we said, we spoke yesterday and we said we, sh- we were going to have it on Monday, the chat, but <laughs> Friday felt better. And we're both like so excited because Fridays are just an exciting day. And yeah. <laughs> The energy is bubbling. So I'm so yes. you know, grateful that it all worked out this way, that it's on a Friday. Um, <laughs> so just to introduce you, like Tracy is a medical intuitive who I met in April of this year. And yeah, Tracy, what I just appreciate about you so much, and it might be because you're a manifester, <laughs> but yeah, so in human design, yeah, she's a manifester, but you're such a straight shooter and I love it <laughs> you just call okay. a spade a spade you're like yeah. don't beat around the bush and yeah that it, that works for me and I'm sure for <laughs> for many other people as well like you just call it what it is and um yeah so I started working with Tracy in April of this year and I shared with her this week that I had a cortisol loop in my body that started when I was four years old. And yeah, Tracy, when you told me about it, I was like, yeah, mm. it does happen. But I've never, <laughs> yeah, I just thought that is how life is. And yeah, and the burnout that I suffered, I, yeah, I almost feel like I want to say suffered because I feel like I'm through it now um, yeah. because of the help that you've given me and the advice and yeah, I literally this week, yesterday, realized how I am now not overwhelmed by back-to-back meetings or having many things that I need to do, or whereas before I would be so depleted, my capacity would have been like mentally, yeah. emotionally, I just couldn't handle all of it. Whereas now I'm like, cool, bring it on. I've got this. Um, <laughs> so I am just so grateful to you for helping me yeah oh it's a pleasure yeah well you've done an awesome Massively. job you took what I sort of channeled for you and you've lived it and you've become aware of it so I mean you've which is how we're supposed to mm. be in touch and in tune with our own bodies mm. um, and place awareness where we need to for the healing yeah so I want to uh, yeah, just introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to be a medical intuitive. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I'm 45, mom of two. Um, yeah, I would not have said probably two years ago, I would never have thought anything along this line. Always been very interested in the human body. Um, yeah, I think if my maths marks were sufficient, I probably should have studied medicine. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so in 2019, I suffered terribly from panic attacks and anxiety mm-hmm. to the point that, and it was really bad around driving. So I and my girls were in boarding school and we lived in Claremont. So I used to drive to Stellenbosch and back every Friday and every Sunday. And the panic attacks used to get so bad that, I mean, I'd spend more time on the side of the road trying to not vomit or pass out than sure. actually driving. Um, and it, it got to the point that I was like, no, I can't do this. So I started looking everywhere for help. And one of the things I did was I went to someone for Reiki. So in mean, my first mm. Reiki session, I sort of lay there and thought it was going to be a massage and was very mm. confused for the whole hour waiting for this woman to touch me, which she never did. And that, Mm. I would say, was probably the first shift. Um, And then it just evolved. I met some awesome healers along the way. 
And then in 2020, decided needed to make a huge life change. So sold my business, which was an art shop and a gallery and mm. sold up everything and moved to Cape Town with the intent we'll be immigrating eventually to Spain, my husband's Spanish. Mm. Um, and then sort of sat here when we'd made the move and thought, no, I've got to do, I need to do more. There's more. There's definitely more. And I didn't, you know, that unfulfilled sort of feeling, that thing, feeling mm. of there's more. I can do yes. more in the world. I'm not mm. hitting the, the, the note that I need to. Yes. So um, I met, well, I know Paula. Um, she, we went to school together. So she mm. was on my Facebook page all the time and I did some um, little three-day free thing with her mm. and then started, joined up to do her other programs. And through this, mm. um, actually really understood what shadow work is mm. and took that on full force. Like mm. I do tend to be balls to the wall type of person. So <laughs> I did exactly that. <laughs> Um, and still had no idea where this was all going or what I was going to do. And then I sort of down the line, probably about six months later, thought, you know, I could probably help people with addiction issues. I have a very addictive personality. So I could help people through that, um, possibly weight loss, you know, sort of dabbling, dabbling, mm. dabbling. And I was doing a lot of breath work at that stage. Mm. Like every week I was doing conscious breath work which mm. you then sort of flick into other realms quite you know yes. it's almost like an ayahuasca trip but it's just through breath work yeah and in this sort of process my gifts sort of started coming so I would be standing next to somebody mm. and they'd say oh my tummy sore and the next minute I was sort of scanning their body and I'm thinking what the hell is going on here it's it's <laughs> It was very strange in the beginning. So then I'd sort of phone my mom and I'd say, okay, sit dead still. And I'd sort of scan her and I'm like, oh, wow. Mom, your throat's got a tickle and your nose is itchy. And she's like, how do you know that? So that's kind of how it sort of developed. Oh, amazing. That you used your mom as, <laughs> as my as guinea pig. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I kept doing breath work and it got more intense and um, my guides came on board. So that was also very strange. Um, I actually booked myself in for an MRI at Panorama because I was convinced I had a brain tumor because I would hear oh. funny noises and voices yeah. and see funny things. I was like, no, this is not on. So that was um, quite an experience. And then I learned that I could connect with other people's guides and past loved ones and all so that whole thing unfolded which so is, is quite I a strange thing stop mm -hmm. you there and just ask what what are guides i, I know you're referring to spirit so, guides but if you can just elaborate yeah. for those who don't know so we have um we are all assigned guides when you're born in this lifetime you have a guide that is assigned to you and what a guide is is somebody who has lived various lifetimes and got to a point where they are the best version of themselves, should I say? And mm. you then are given the choice as in your soul, do you want to continue? So keep giving by becoming a guide. So you'll find a lot of um, Bible uh, characters, not characters, people from the Bible. Oh, yeah. Our guides. really. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Mm. Um, th that's always interesting to bump into them. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the sort of Greek mythology and Norse mythology and all the ancient and Egyptian and all those type of uh, archetypes that we've learned about, they are all guides. So, mm. right, if that makes sense in that sense. Yes. So you have a guide that has been with you through all your lifetimes. So most of us, the majority, about 98% of us have lived a variety of lifetimes. And we carry mm -hmm. those traumas as well through into this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So those are your two guides. And then you have what are known as wanderer guides, is what I call them wanderer guides. They, are, they come to you with a specific medicine for what you're going to do in your life 
So they mm. normally come for a couple of years. Um, yeah, so all your guides have a specific skill set and it's used in the realms as needed. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, so that makes sense. I have a guide who deals with suicide. So he's, unfortunately, he's gone a lot. Um, but if you need your guides and you call, they're always there. It's, so it's, um, okay. yeah. I don't know if I've made it clearer or not, but we all have them. We all yes. have guides. It's just a matter of being able to tap into them. And it's not the same for everyone either. Some of us hear it. Some of us see them. Some of us smell them. Some of us just know what they're saying. Um, mm. there's a t you can taste it. It, it depends. Okay, so that does that relate to the clear senses or correct? That's exactly okay. what it is. Clear audience, mm. clear sentient, all those. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. I just okay, wanted to so, clarify um, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then the guides, um, I, I was a, I'm able to sort of connect with other people's guides. So in a session, um, whether it be for medical reasons or sort of more therapy which is kind mm. of where I've kind of branched a little bit as well now. So doing integrated therapy, I sit and communicate mm. with the other person's guides and they will like sort of lead me to issues and inner child work mm. and all those. Mm. Yeah. It's a the things that process. are in, in someone's subconscious, I suppose, that's not um, conscious to them, but that needs attention or wants attention, Correct. wants healing, well, wants light. Yeah, everything in our bodies that we manifest as an illness or anything comes from a trauma, comes yes. from a neural pathway that is firing without us being aware of it and causing mm. stress to the system. And mm. as you know, with anything, a frequent irritation in one spot causes an issue. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of where it is. And then it just evolves. The, the gifts, they get sort of more attuned. And what I've found is that I deal with a lot of the same thing at the same time. So it's almost like I go through a training with my guides. You know, they'll bring a lot mm. of people with depression and then I'll have a lot of people with masculinity issues. And, they, you know, it sort of goes in waves. Ah, that is very interesting. Mm. Yeah, because I suppose <laughs> you need that because we're – we're human and you need that sort of initiation in through experiences to be able Correct. to and that integration and that re repetition yes. for your subconscious to also like catch on and yes um yeah really get it yeah and I think for me yeah. the from the training side for myself is mostly if I'm dealing with someone and there's an issue that I need to address I taste it so it's, it's almost like um, they are teaching me, okay, well, this sort of taste is you need to look for sexual abuse. This sort of taste you need to look for um, neglect. This, you know, it, that's how it sort of evolves. Wow. So now when I get it on my tongue, I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I know how to address it type of thing. Yes, way to go. And, yeah. Mm. That is so interesting. So I... Yeah. So how did you, is it just through repetition or through, um, like, how did you, when was the moment that you started really trusting yourself in these gifts? Sure. Um, that makes sense. Like, I think being, maybe it's being a manifester. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I didn't question very much. I just did. So I think that's why it sort of went as quickly as it did, because I, I, I know, because I work with people trying to connect with their guides, it's an issue, it's a process. Yes. But for me, if I think back, I've done it my whole life. Um, as a child, mm. I had imaginary friends uh, mm. that were my very best friends. And I was slightly different as a child because... I don't know, I just was different. So my mm. imaginary friends who I've later realized were my guides, um, I've been mm. flitting in and out of realms always. So it, mm. it wasn't a foreign concept to me and they didn't yes. scare me. It wasn't, it was welcoming and they made me feel whole. So that feeling that I'd been searching by them coming mm. into my field and me being aware of them, I had that sort of wholeness feeling. That's how we meant mm. to live. We're meant to live in mm. constant communication with them. 
because they prevent us from going down the wrong paths and help us steer us in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yo, I am. Um, I think I shared it quickly with you yesterday, or I can't remember, but. So the concept spirit guides and the unseen and the those mm. concepts um, scared me in the beginning because I remember when I was little, I had this re recurring dream where I was in a church alone. It wasn't nighttime though. It was daytime, but I was there alone and there were angels with me, mm. but it made it, it, I had a lot of confusion around that dream and it, it came up again and again. So I, yeah, it was a weird, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. It was, I felt small and fearful and confused. And then always I, um, when I think, thought about the unseen or the spirit realms, <clears throat> um, I related it back to that dream, which didn't feel, feel good. Okay. Yeah. Were you then, little in the dream? Were you, yes, were you young? I was little. I was little. Yeah. You should go and ask. You should go and find out what that was about. It has a message yeah. for you, that dream. Huh. The fact that it was Maybe. reoccurring. And it's so vivid that you remember it 40 years later, 30 years later. Yeah. I was sort of sitting in one of the back rows of the church. And yeah. But yes. I don't know. I, yeah, I have to work on that one and figure it out because <laughs> I don't know if the if the fear and the confusion and the smallness was just because um, of the bigness of because it was angels that were with me. I remember. Mm. Yeah, my hands are tingling now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think it it was almost like. Yeah, I was I was scared, but because I didn't understand or know, but not because yeah. it was a fearful situation or a dangerous situation. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But the church also does would instill that because it's it is considered blasphemous for us to communicate directly with ethereal beings. Wow. Or, so the fact that. that it was in a church is where mm. your conflict lies. It's the, yes. it, it lies in many people. Mm. Yeah. You know, who am I? Who do I think I am to be able to just tap yes. in and communicate and, and be directly with source? Because that's again yeah. how it's meant to be. We don't need to go through anyone. Yeah. 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 And then having the conversation with you and you sort of introducing me to my guides but then mm. me already knowing them it's like yeah yes. I kind of thought Rumi was there he's always sort of been there <laughs> um so it's it's like you gave me confirmation and validation for what I knew already but wasn't consciously aware of so yeah it's beautiful yeah. how it and then the difference and and how that then felt like this safe empowered um I, I don't fear the unseen now or the spirit, spirit realms or the, yeah. um, you know, now it's a place I can go to for comfort and for empowerment yeah. and for encouragement and love and un unconditional love and acceptance and exactly you know, when the world yeah. feels too much. And it's often, um, yeah, it's, I have definitely escapism tendencies <laughs> according to my mm -hmm. astrology as well it's come up <laughs> quite a bit um so i i used that as an escape for a while as well like to not yes. be in my yes. body on earth sure. yeah for but sure. i'm learning to be to be in my body more and grounded yeah. and yeah and like mm. i'm having a human experience for a reason so be human don't <laughs> try and escape to uh, somewhere yeah. else yeah yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I want to um, quickly just talk about um, the themes or the trends that mm. you are, you've mentioned it to me before, but what yeah. sort of trends do you pick up or what are you going through right now with your clients? Because as you said, you are sort of trained um, by repetition yeah. or by going through these sort yes. of trends, themes. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing at the moment for me that I'm seeing is that 
us as females tend to be functioning in our masculine way more than we function in our feminine. And as a result of that, our testosterone levels are higher, but then testosterone and cortisol work hand in hand. So Mm. stress levels are higher, but the result of it is, is that the sisterhood, which we all, we preach it, we talk about it, we Mm. know we need it because we are stronger together as women Mm. when Mm. we unite and we stand, it's an impenetrable force. Mm. So it's the good old yin and yang. I mean, the mm. contrary to that is that if we stand in our masculinity, we stand on our own, very much on mm. our own, because ego is in play. And yeah, it's dog eat dog world. Whereas that is not as a feminine, that's not how we designed. Mm. We are designed to support one another and, you know, sort of bend down, let someone stand on your back to get higher. And then when they're at their highest, they pull you up with them. Exactly. But we don't do it. We we just don't do it. And it causes huge mm. issues in the body. It's, um, yeah, huge, huge issues from infertility um, to, yeah, I mean, the womb is a a huge one. Mm. So that's, and then stress levels and, females that are losing their hair more than we should. It's all the male traits that we take on, putting weight on your sort wow. of gut area, um, oilier skins, sort of, you know, hair growth in places that it shouldn't be. It's all those strange things that we just write off to, well, they say menopause or whatever, what, or whatever. Um, but it's actually the testosterone pumping through our systems. Sure. Mm. That is amazing. And I can so, yeah, it's so beautiful how you, that the visual of like someone standing, you bending down to someone can stand on your back and reach upward. And that's the thing, the illusion of competition keeps us and isn't competition. It feels like between women, it's like the biggest illusion ever. And we all buy into it. Yeah, and it turns ugly every mm. time because it's not Mm. in our nature. So we're pulling on something that is not natural to us. That's why it always ends in disaster. You know, when women compete for something, it's Mm. we are meant to sort of hold and support and, you know, watch each other thrive and then we thrive and they watch us. That's how it's meant to be, this flow of. But then again, women are not in touch with, they've lost their sexuality in a way, um, mm. the feminine side of it. Um, that's another mm. huge thing I've noticed to clients is self-pleasuring is like about a 2% of clients that do do it. And even mm. those are not, will blush the moment I mention it because I do ask. Mm. And that's one of the questions I will ask everyone because it, it releases, it also releases the cortisol in your system. Mm. so you know if you are functioning in your masculine the fact that an orgasm is like a reset a reboot for our um sort of stress system in our bodies Mm. and women don't do it because of the stigma and the whatever around it yeah a lot of Mm. yeah it's it's huge wow i never even made that link but it makes so much sense. Yeah, because you're in touch with your, to be in touch with your own yoni is mm. one thing. But if you think about it as a feminine, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it, it's an issue. It is one of the issues with this feminine that are not cohesive is mm. the fact that so few women are in touch with their own sexuality. Yeah. And, but we, we've also, it's because of what we were taught. Like Correct. It's dirty, Correct. it's filthy, it's naughty, yeah. it's, it's sin. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. And you belong to your husband. You know, it's yeah. um, that yeah. sort of message that's out there. Yes. It's like, yes. what the hell, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, that's his job to do it, which is, <laughs> is yeah, very warped in itself. Hmm. Wow, you know, you've given me a lot to think about and the links. 
us being in our masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's, it's a conscious thing it's... we need to keep doing is sort of remind yourself. Mm. I mean, the, the masculine that's energy. Default. Yeah, it? it's, it's like what we've been taught, the way that we've Correct. been taught to be is Correct. be competitive, fight for your place. Um, there's we've not been enough taught for everybody. It's that being in your masculine is when you are strong, when you're in your uh, feminine, you're weak. Yes. So we feel weak. We feel like we've been taken advantage of. We feel inferior when we function purely in our feminine. But what we also do in our marriages um, and, and partnerships is if you as the female are functioning in your masculine, you force your husband into his feminine or wow. he rises in his masculine, but then you are two bulls uh, hitting horns. Yes. Mm. Sure. Yo, I'm... <laughs> looking at your chart here now as well and i don't know if you, you remember from your chart re human design reading with me um your life theme so the basically your biggest gift to the world mm -hmm. is um reminding us of what is good and beautiful about the world and also show, like remind us what is light and fun because life is made to be pleasurable and joyful so <laughs> It's amazing that we're having this conversation and it's like, that's exactly what you're here to do for the rest of us. Um, yeah. 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 A lot of people don't want to hear it or they mm. will. It, it's again, it's the stigma. So it's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done around it. Um, mm. And that's why you're a manifester. So you can just tell yes. them because you, that's what you're here to do is have that impact. Just yes. tell yes. them and tell them in a beautiful <laughs> storytelling way. Like this is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Without being a bully. Wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, so what other trends have you picked up beyond the sisterhood wounds or is there anything else connected to that? And what is, oh, wait, let's, let's reverse a little bit. So what does an empowered feminine look like then? What does the empowered she, feminine they look are, like? She's strong. She's confident. Mm -hmm. But it's that strong knowing who I am. It's that quiet confidence that sort of exudes out of them. Mm -hmm. um, and it, we're drawn to one another because, you know, everything is energy. And Feminine energy draws inward because we create life and it's that sort of the whole cycle that we go through. There are periods in our life when we need solitude, but generally mm. we draw inward. So the motherhood, the whole maiden, mother, crone, the phases, mm, journeys, mm. sitting with the crones, gaining knowledge, bringing the maiden, you know, it's the whole cycle which we we miss out on because we're so busy trying to be the trying best to in be my masculine. field and earn the most and yeah. be the most visible on social media and you know to hell mm. with everybody else it's that whole um cycle that it automatically spikes the competition in in all of us so when mm. a feminine steps into the masculine those that are around her even if they are trying to stay in their feminine it's the energy again. So when masculine mm. energy gets put out, you return it with masculine. So you'll find mm. that if you've got a, a leader of sorts that functions in their masculinity quite a lot, mm. a lot of the people that are being taught or, or mm, discipled or whatever by them will also be functioning in their masculine quite a lot. Yeah, so it's, it's that it's... sort of cycle that takes place. It, it yeah. made me think now I want to reverse again not reverse um, but I'll come back to this I, it just made me think about um when I birthed Nina my second child yeah I my midwife Ruth wrote a little book like what uh I can't even remember the name now that's really bad um but like what women need during birth and pregnancy and in this book she said that adrenaline is exactly the same it's contagious yeah. so you can't have adrenaline which is from fear um, mm -hmm. in that 
in the birth space. And I remember I gave my nanny that little book to read. I gave it to my husband. Like everybody yeah. that was going to be in that space had to read that little book to just understand like what it is that I would need in that space from them. And the last thing I would need was adrenaline. And if they, yeah. if one of them brought it in, then I would feel it. So it's exactly. that like it, it, it catches on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so exactly what happens. Think with, about, yeah. Hmm. It, that's how it's the contagious. I mean, it is just, it's how the law of nature works. The energies that uh, each of these hormones we put out is what we attract in. Yes. So it's, yeah. Oh, and it made like, when you explain now the feminine being receptive, we pull in, we hmm. attract, we allow, we receive. Um, that's how the vagina works as well. You know, Correct. and then you Correct. think about masculinity and the penis and being penetrative, yep. and yep. that it's exactly what you explained. So now we're all trying to like penetrate out and push out, yes. whereas yes. we are supposed to be happy in our space, content, um, confident, operating from that space and being not doing being. In that space and that will attract everything yeah. to us if you go back yeah. to the before everything times the men mm. needed the testosterone and they needed it to go hunting and they needed the competition and to be the best so they could bring back the food but the mm. rest of life was taken care of by the woman they were all mm -hmm. a unit they created the homes, they created the food, the clothing, they nurtured the children mm. in this, and they were singing together and supporting one another. When one went into labor, they all took part and birthed the baby into the world. Seeing like a net, and like a catching, Correct. like a fung net. Like we, that's how energy Correct. we catch, we, we nurture, we, we hold. We, yeah. yeah. Mm. But if we're all out hunting, what on earth are you bringing back the, the hunt to? There's going to be mm. nothing there that wow. is going to receive it and cook it and prepare it and so that we can survive through winter. There's going to be nothing. I feel really emotional now. <laughs> you think about what's wrong with the world. Yeah, it's very sad. That it is, is very exactly, sad. And that's exactly, exactly what, what you're happening. explaining. Yeah. Yeah. Moms aren't being allowed to be moms because we need two income families so mm. other people are raising your children you know it's that cycle it's just it's it is an epidemic at the moment because everything's mm. a competition mm. and if we were to support each other and have that community yes. of women and like yes. have the whole village be involved then it would be yeah it would be your village Correct. Supporting you, supporting your kids, supporting and holding and nurturing. And if you think about most women in sort of that are on a spiritual kind of journey, one of the things they will all say is, I'm looking for my tribe. Yes. I'm searching for yes. my people because we are constantly looking for that support. We're looking for the women that are going to be standing mm. next to us, supporting mm. us, allowing us to be who we are with no judgment. Mm. we're searching we're searching mm. all the time for it you know what i am um, i started a new moon um circle yes. six months ago now already you know about wow. it i couldn't yeah. believe this week was the sixth circle Unbelievable. <laughs> and i remember the first circle it literally felt like all the women we were 14 women that first night and we were sitting in circle and it felt like everyone had been holding their breath, maybe for their yeah. whole life, maybe yeah. for COVID, maybe for since they had children. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, and they came and they exhaled. They were able to exhale. Yes. And it wasn't comfortable because we don't trust each other. No. Women doesn't trust other no. women. We just don't. Um, no. So... But then slowly but surely, the energy changed in the space. And I was like, oh, I can be vulnerable here. I can share. Yeah. And I 
no one's going to fix me. Everyone will just listen to me. It's such a, it's a very feminine space, not just because we are women, but because we intentionally, I read agreements every single time saying like, we're not here to fix. We're here to be and just listen yeah. to each other. And, um, and the energy in the space has shifted so much since that yeah. first, but, but especially that I will never forget that first night and how it felt. It literally felt like everyone could like release their hold for the first time in, as I said, I don't know how long. Um, yeah. And everyone said, because I asked for everyone's intention as well for being there. And most of the ladies said community. Like yeah. crave community, like just a space to go to, to be in and not do and constantly mm. run around. And I suppose a space where they don't have to be masculine and be penetrating yes. and be like out, like yes. doing, just to come and sit and hold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we, I mean, the reason we don't trust one another either is because in a beautiful space like that, all it takes is one woman to suddenly step into her masculine and the whole mm. energy will change and it will then wow. become a competition and judgmental. And it, it happens so often. So we are so yes. weary. And We're so constantly easily. looking over our shoulder to sort of test it. And that's why we kind of slip in our feminine and then we think, oh, no, I'm being weak. I'm going to be taking safe. advantage of. Uh. Let me get back into my masculine. It's, wow. yeah, it's a Yeah, because we don't we, feel safe. No, we, we don't. don't feel safe we feel and exposed you're... and vulnerable. Exactly. Which we shouldn't. We should feel our sisters behind us, holding us. Mm. That is sisterhood. Is this wow. unity, this we're a pack. This net of this, this grid. Yeah. 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 Sure. Wow. That is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love what you do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for too. being bold and like following those nudges, those urges. Because it's, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see where this is all going to go. We'll have to take Yeah, this. it's an unfolding now. Yeah, it is. Because it's no use having this beautiful knowledge and not using it to help. So exactly. how we get it out there is still to be seen, but it definitely is something that is unfolding and the people that mm. are going each bring their own magic again it's the sisterhood mm. it's not one person doing this as a, yes. a group as a collective we mm. will get our message across eventually yeah and she's There's rising no she can't be kept down she, it, no she can't <laughs> she's like yeah she she's asking no. to to come yeah yeah you can feel it in the guys i mean when you tap in it's mm. all these powerful female guides stepping forward mm. but they never step forward alone they step forward and they have their ancestors behind them it's such mm. an incredible visual that I get every time this powerful woman steps forward I'm like oh look at her behind her it's just this network of women or beings because sometimes it's males are there as well it's just it's yeah it's not only feminine it's awakened males yeah. that are in yes. touch with their feminine are as powerful mm. yeah so let's talk about that because like, mm. we both have yes we're females by um sexuality or yeah yeah by, physically, gender. by mm. gender um so what does what part does the masculine play then for females within us because we both have feminine and masculine energy within us yes so what does healthy masculine look like then within a woman well he's balanced is it something he's mm. and not ashamed or to step into his feminine so that is stepping into the asking for help not always being able to fix everything mm. um allowing the feminine to rise without mm. trying to sort of hold her head not to rise because of his own wound, wounding you know sort of mm. inferiority complex to a degree to so a lot of that comes down to mommy role. issues it will be mm. the mommy the mommy issues in them um it, it's this unity it's the perfect balance the male and the mm. female 
So even if you do step into your masculine, your husband sees that and will then compensate by slightly going more into his feminine. And it's a dance. That it's an energetic dance, yeah. That, that it is, that it is. Because too much of the one, it, there's an imbalance automatically and mm. then everything wobbles and you're fighting all the time or he irritates the living daylights out of you and he feels intimidated by you. You know, it's just, it's a variety of things. Mm. And the male ego is something that's designed to keep them alive and keep them at the, the best of what they can be. Mm. So when we adopt our own ego... <laughs> that's when issues come in mm. Mm. wow yeah we don't have many examples of that unity no. do we there's jesus and no. mary magdalene but her story was completely um <laughs> written yeah. or not written about in yeah. its fullness avoided um, that's also yeah. avoided completely yeah yeah yeah. I think Cleopatra wow. and what's his name? They seem to have quite a clear little dance that they did through history. Mm. Um, who else? Yeah, the Norse gods, they seem to have got it right. Or Odin and Freya. Mm. It's, yeah, it's allowing the feminine to rise without feeling intimidated by her. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And the feminine rising, but not feeling like I'm better than anyone. Just how many more people I can reach, if you know what I mean, to yes. bring into my yes. community. It's just, mm. yeah, we've got it all very skewed, but I think mm. more people are awakening to this because it's mm. in it's in every single one of us. It's this yearning in us. Yes. It made me think now of. Um, there was a gate that was activated earlier this week, gate 50 in the chart, mm. in the human design chart. And it's the gate of responsibility. Yes. And it's about the fear. It's in the spleen. So the fear is like fearing your highest, most powerful self. Yes. Because yeah. of the conditioning. Because Correct. of what would, what will happen if I'm now this powerful person? Like, will people yeah. still like me? Will I still be relatable? You're like fearing all these things that's not real, but that's like conditioning fears, you know? But yeah. the flip side is like stepping into your power so that you can pull other people up too. Because you can't, no. like, you have to pull yourself up first and then you can take them up too. Correct. Um, yeah, so but it made me think about that connotation of when you think a powerful individual you think of them on their own so mm. it's solitary so people fear stepping into their power because they think they're going to lose everybody around them you're going to be standing up there on your exactly. own exactly we have this impression that a powerful individual is untouchable sort of uh, mm. i can't get close to them because mm. they you know sort of are so much better than me or which couldn't be further sure. from the truth. All that a powerful individual is, is someone who knows themselves. It's exactly. It is. And because they I know, know who themselves, I am. They, can, they can be there for others as well because they don't have that inferiority complex. Exactly. Or, exactly. Yeah. So it takes away the whole ego side of it. It just, I see you for who you are. Let me put my hands out and help you come towards this way. We're walking in that direction. Let me help yeah. you type of thing. Instead of you know, putting obstacles in your way so that I can be in the front and you will be at the back. Mm. Sure. That is powerful. So how can people contact you, get a hold of you, work with you? Um, yeah, not only <laughs> are you a medical... The website, that's a yes. work in progress. And I'm not on social media. Um Amazing. I find it quite toxic. So yeah, yeah, there's that. So it's it's the old fashioned, good old cell email phone and or WhatsApp or email. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, I'll put your details in the show notes for everyone. Um, yeah, because what I appreciated working with you is not only the the medical intuitive side, like you helping me heal my cortisol loop and all, yeah, everything around that you also help me connect with my spirit team. So, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't even, I don't want to put a label on you. You can, you are, yeah, it's so much more 
and it's a medical intuitive. It feels boxed <laughs> in to just use, you know, those two words. Um, it goes yeah. hand in hand, though. We, we all are meant to be able to tap into our own body and do what I mm. do on ourselves. Mm. Uh, um, so when you're communicating with your team, you'll go, okay, I've got a pain underneath my left breast. What is it? And they're like, okay, well, feel into it. What does it feel like? And you go through the whole process of what I go through. Mm. But we've lost that ability along the way. So it's, I'm like a translator at this point. I just go between to kind of get the message across and hopefully teach all of you to just do it yourself. Do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. And I um I want to ask you the version if you can tap into the version of you that still wasn't um trusting your ability um to mm. be a channel to tap in to um and and give advice to people that are there they like they have this inkling they have this knowing there's something there but they can't quite um. They're not trusting it yet, their abilities, their gifts, their uh, what advice or words of encouragement would you give them? Yeah. So trust is the biggest thing. And it's an easy word to say. We say it all the time, but it, it's mm. to its true essence. So if you get an inkling, if you walk past someone and you feel, oh, that person's sad, they need a hug. That is your mm. spirit team connecting with you and you are listening. Mm. So just go with it it's Mm. a muscle the intuition is a muscle and the more you practice Mm. it the more you gain experience in the beginning I didn't know what was what you know you sort of Mm. think is this my imagination is this my mind what is this Mm. but just go with it even if it's not it let the correction come from your team so it's that deep-seated splenic knowing that little pit in Mm. your tummy that you just Mm. know just go with it. Just mm. go with it. Try it out. <laughs> exactly. If mm. walking past, uh, whatever, on your pets, pets are an awesome way to try and um, open up the channel. So look mm. at your pet and call them without saying their name. So call them with your amygdala in your brain, which is the reptilian mm. side, which we use a lot when we use our intuition. So start mm. calling them and wait until they eventually, they will hear your voice without saying anything. Wow. So call them That's in your so mind. Awesome. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So go and practice. Play with That's it. That's a, mm. a lovely way to practice. I, and then another mm. awesome thing mm. to try is to do something, to use your body as a pendulum. So mm. start with something easy as food. So take an orange, put it over your solar plexus chakra, close your eyes, feet sort of apart and say, can I eat this? And if you can, you'll pull forward. If you can't, you'll pull backwards. And if it's a maybe, you'll go around in a circle. Wow. And that is connecting directly to your higher self. Sure. So it's another, it's a, these are fun little things to play with and you will yes. get responses. So mm. then just trust. When you get another intuition, trust it. Mm. Go with it. Mm. Yeah, because that that intuition is a muscle it needs to be fixed it's not going to you have to repeat it repeat 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 try try differently play with it um spend time with it um yeah I was laughing at myself because when when you um after our sessions and you started like connected me or reconnected me or consciously Mm. connected me with my guides I um I then had wonderful experiences in meditation with them connecting Mm. with them and then I went into this phase where I wanted to control it I had an expectation every time you know before I went like to connect and it was so funny then nothing would happen yeah (laughs) because my logic was trying my Mm -hmm. mind was trying to control the whole process so it's it's interesting how you sort of go through these ebbs and flows and sometimes the connection is so um almost tangible like I I don't even have to meditate I know that they work for me I can feel them I just know like I have this knowing and then other times you're desperately trying to connect and your mind just blows it all up and you can't in moments (laughs) like that you can sit with 
why am I not connecting? So if you're trying and you're thinking, no, this is my imagination, or this is just stupid, mm. this doesn't exist, go back to the root of that. What is that? What, mm. what wounding is causing that? So another mm. thing with doing what I do is constant shadow work. I, yes. It's constantly reflecting back and doing the work on ourselves. None of us get to adulthood without trauma whether it mm. was being pushed over in the playground as a mm. child or being sexually abused it it doesn't matter we all end up with trauma and it plays yeah. out in our adulthood and one of the things it plays with is our ability to tap into our intuition mm. we have self-doubt self-worth all those things come in mm. and you're like who are you who do I think I am you know it's that sort of the age mm. old so tap into it our mm. inner children need healing like nobody's business Mm. um and that's a beautiful dance to do and it's a it's a lovely process to work with your inner child and eventually get them to work with you and then your mm. intuition will it starts flowing yes and trusting even if you think it's your that's, imagination someone once said exactly. to me we did yeah we connected with nina um when she was still like not born she was still in my belly i was still pregnant mm. and um the facilitator then said to me, even if you think it's your imagination, only your mind can dream up that picture or those elements or those symbols or whatever it is that comes up or those smells or colors. Or yes. So just trust that exactly. whatever exactly. comes through is exactly, um, yeah. That's and then that often gives me a lot of encouragement in those moments where I'm like, am I like imagining this? Is my mind doing this? Is my intuition doing this? Is this real? Is it not? Um, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's exactly like she said, your mind has conjured that. Where is it pulling that from? It's pulling mm. it from another realm. You didn't just, mm. you know, we think our imagination is something that's coming from our subconscious, but the subconscious lives in an omegaverse, basically in a multiverse. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah, you're gonna have yeah, to come just, back <laughs> just trust just trust and do it and yeah you'll be surprised oh thank you so much tracy this was thank you fun and so yeah i've learned so much oh, and then, <laughs> um, awesome. i think you have to definitely come back and we'll pick another topic to talk about because we've touched on so many things um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But thank you so much. I'm so thank grateful. You. And for thank me. you for doing the work that you do and like ruthlessly continuing. Like, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Have a lovely day. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give me a review so that others can find this space too. Lots of love.